Welcome to Data Points, a Centers for Civic Impact podcast, focused on the importance of data in a 21st century world, where we discuss data-centric topics such as fundamentals of data management and use, strategies for building buy-in within organizations, and the crucial role that communities play in this important work. My name is Rudy Deleon Dinglas, and I'm a senior advisor at the Johns Hopkins Center for Government Excellence, or GovX. GovX is housed within the Centers for Civic Impact, and in this role, I use my expertise in data and performance management programs in local and international governments. Together with my academic research focus, I provide technical assistance and coaching to decision makers and staff at the local and state levels. Today, we're discussing the city of Patterson, New Jersey's efforts in building the foundational structures to improve data management. During the past year, the city of Patterson, in collaboration with the Center for Government Excellence, focused on improving data governance and data management practices to address key quality of life challenges in the third largest city in the state of New Jersey. Their commitment to this work and our center's collaboration with them will be the focus of today's podcast. Today, we're joined by Patterson's Mayor Andres Faye, Business Manager Kathleen Long, and Chief Data Officer Harsha Malajoshula. Thank you, Mayor Saye, Kathleen, and Harsha for joining us here today. But before we dive deep into our conversation, Mayor Saye, Kathleen, and Harsha, could you tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Hi, everyone. My name is Kathleen Long, and I currently serve as the Business Administrator here in the city of Patterson. Prior to that, I served as Mayor Saye's Chief of Staff, uh, joined in the city as a government employee in July of 2018. I am a Patterson resident, born and raised, and uh, really thrilled to be um, adding value to uh, kind of the work of our government and with some real focus on data and innovation. Thank you, Kathleen. And Kathleen is a proud Pattersonian. That is our demonym, and she's raising her two children, Cormac and Saoirse, great Irish names in the city of Patterson, and they are proud Pattersonians too, along with her, Kevin, who's a transplant to Patterson. I am raising my three children with my wife, Rahana, in the city of Patterson, and we are trying to become a 21st century city. That's why this GovX initiative couldn't come at a better time for us. We had people paying their bills via mail and had no online option. We never had a chief data officer, and that's actually a direct result of our participation in the Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership Initiative. So we feel like we're making some strides as far as building up a data culture here in the city of Patterson. And we just want to make sure that silos that existed no longer do and synergy is created as a result of our dedication to data. And that I believe is a pivot point to our chief data officer. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Harsha Malajasila. I am the Chief Data Officer here in the city of Patterson, working out of our Office of Innovation. I moved here in September of 2019 uh, to start my role here, and we've had like tremendous success in the last couple of years. Prior to this role, I was working with Mayor Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles on his innovation and data team. I grew up in India. I've lived in California for about 15 years and then like made the drive to East in 2019 and excited to like join all of you in this conversation. 
Thank you all for introducing yourselves and welcome to the East Coast, Harsha. Um, we're glad you've joined us here. Um, well, this past few months, I have been working closely with Harsha and a team from PD, uh, Police Department, Public Safety and Economic Development on building foundational structures to improve data and performance management. Could you tell me a little bit more about what led to this topic of public safety and economic development to being a pivotal issue for your administration and for the city of Patterson? So Rudy, I view Patterson as a startup entity. Quite frankly, we're not using data at all and we're slowly getting acclimated to data as an effective tool to drive decision-making in our administration. And there's things that I've witnessed that I could only explain better with having numbers in front of me. For example, as far as construction is concerned, we've seen that a lot of our focus in the past has been in one ward, the sixth ward. But now with the numbers that you've compiled, we're seeing that in the first and in the fourth, you're getting more construction permits that are being taken out. And those are areas where we've had issues with crime as well. So we often say that we cannot police all of our problems away. Development will help. So when you start seeing that the first and fourth wards are witnessing an increase in construction, development, hopefully you'll see in correlation with that, a decrease in crime in those areas as well. So that's what has been the most helpful for me to draw a parallel between the public safety aspect of what we do and then the economic development outcome. Wonderful. Um, we're glad to see that. Um, and as you've mentioned, you're referring to the exploratory analysis that we've done where we um, commingled information from two different areas of the city, something that would be useful going forward. Um, when you were looking at these two topics or perhaps in this project itself, and I open it up to perhaps Kathleen and Harsha as well to chime in if you'd like, what are some of the key challenges when you're trying to address this issue of breaking down silos, creating those synergies, having departments working together? Any challenges that you see that other cities might think about when they're doing similar type of work? I'll jump in first, and I know um, Harsha has some other great detail working with our, our two teams on this. Um, but in terms of, you know, when, when you think about challenges of a new project, especially a project that involves data, there's always that fear factor, I think, right away for people who might not be comfortable calling themselves a data analyst. They might be somebody who has worked with data because they have created lists or as part of their task, they they, um, you know, control data points for their department for whether it's, you know, construction permits or um, the times that we've gone out for inspections for, you know, construction properties, um, calls of service around certain areas. So I, I think there's that data shift and that comfortability um, with, with data that we have to create. And it's something that um, isn't innate. And it's something that you have to build and encourage and make sure that people are not too um, weary or anxious about the fact that um, this is a larger scale project. I think with our team, it was really important to to have everyone at the table. And uh, like we facilitated the discussion with the mayor, uh, with uh, the directors of both of those divisions and uh, the people who will be responsible for day-to-day -day management and having them all have a similar vision and have working with other departments can help resolve some of the silos that they were experiencing was really helpful. 
Um, so just like starting of the project with all of the key players at the table, thinking through how this could help each of their departments was the key in moving forward. Because before that meeting, we had some resistance as to why why is my department working with another department? Like we haven't done this often in the city. So uh, that would be my key takeaway from that meeting. And Harsha, if I may add, very often when you broach something that is novel to someone, they may say, well, that's not how we've done it in the past. You hear that often. And I know that we can't allow that to be the refrain going forward. Because if it didn't work in the past, it's not going to work in the present, nor will it work in the future. I think one advantage that we definitely have as a city is our size. Like we are a small to medium-sized city. So in LA, there were like 54 different departments. And it was very seldom that different direct department directors would meet frequently because just because the, the city is such a big uh, city but here we know in our cabinet meetings like we have roughly nine departments like we meet on a weekly basis so there is this relationship building that's already set in place so it makes this kind of a work uh, easier for like directors to talk through and then like trust each other and sharing where uh, the project might run into issues and how can different departments work together to solve those issues. Thank you for that. And this is why we're having this conversation today um, in data points is how can cities, you know, outside of Patterson emulate this stuff? And you uh, being a prime example, the size and the effort that you're putting into this is, is really something that we wanted our other cities to take some, some, great, some, some great takeaways um, going forward. But now let's pivot a little bit. Now that strides have been made in identifying data um, and how to use those data around public safety and economic development, what's next for Patterson? Would you try to do this somewhere else in another part of the, the city? Um, what's next for you all? We should try to emulate that in other areas. However, I wanna share with you that the business administrator, the chief financial officer and I just met with our police department just to go over some data relative to shootings in the city, relative to other forms of crime in the city, and how we will align our efforts to address what hours that these crimes are being committed, days if possible, the calls for certain the types of calls for service that we are receiving at our police department. So we definitely want to focus because nationally we're seeing an uptick in gun violence, right? This is like a epidemic within a pandemic. And we can't just keep saying, well, it's happening in the country without doing something logically here in our corner of the world. And that's why we hosted this meeting, which is somewhat unprecedented, but now it's going to become a recurring meeting between the administration and the police department, just to review, review data, decisions that are being made, and then the desired outcome. And Mayor, if I could jump in on that, I think some of it too is we involved our chief financial officer. So looking at when you talk about, you know, running a government, it's your budget is where your priorities live. And I think it's making sure that all of that aligns and so that we can make decisions and help police departments who might not normally be seeing things as a kind of a budgetary issue. Um, see it as, okay, how do we want to prioritize? How do we want to ensure that the work 
this this type of work that you are finding is very successful and in, in having an impact on the quality of life in our community, how that can be supported while also maybe saying, okay, let's look at the data around some of these other issues and maybe we can pull back a little bit there in order to prioritize something else. And I think that really speaks to a lot of the work that we're doing as a city as a whole through what works cities and really analyzing you know, not just using, not just having data for its own sake, but in order to make consistent improvements, um, especially in in some things like our our budgets and our contracts and our relationships and and kind of cross the board um, interaction. And we're delighted to hear that, uh, Mayor Saya and um, Kathleen. You know, we've worked on a small portion between the public safety and economic development. Um, without the goal of just leaving it after we're done, you know? We wanted to hear that you will go to different iterations, uh, a feedback loop, so to speak, where now you're involving other players and actors to kind of move that work forward. So we're glad um, that you're doing that and hopefully our listeners take something from that. Um, what would you say then are your desired outcomes? Earlier in, the, in our recording, we talk about creating synergy, creating culture in Patterson where you're using data to drive the decisions that you're making at all angles to improve outcomes for citizens. What would be your desired outcomes as a whole, both short-term and long-term in terms of data and data management in the city of Patterson? Well, you know, our emphasis, and, I, and I, I like the fact that Kathleen said that your priorities lie within your budget and priority one for us is public safety. Priority two is economic development. And that's why we focused on where we should direct resources. If people are making investments in our city, we have to assure them that they're going to get a return on their investment. And we've got to reassure that our residents are safe as well, because a lot of the construction that's taking place is residential. So we want to be able to identify if what we're doing is working. It, are these safer neighborhoods? And then as a result, investment following the investment in making those safer neighborhoods. So I want to continue to see that going forward. We have a national park in our city. It's the Great Falls. It's second only to Niagara in size, anything east of the Mississippi for that matter. And we had over 300,000 people visit the Great Falls last year. We want to get to a million. How do we get to a million? Do we reassure the people that they're going to be safe at the Great Falls? Do we get more investment in that area? How do we drive it there? And I think it's a combination, right? The safety aspect of it. And then we use the numbers where we're saying, well, tourists are coming to Patterson in droves. And the only way to increase it is to obviously reassure people that they'll be safe there and that there's potential opportunity for investment. I also would add to that by saying that um, we we made some investments in data by having our chief data officer join us. And um, we, we do understand that that's something that he's not going to be able to do alone, um, that he, we need to support him and sort of building bandwidth. Some of that comes from, you know, support like like through GovX. Some of it comes through other um, potential opportunities for graduate students who might, you know, have helped Harsha in the past, for example, but helping put together some open data inventories, um, even looking at kind of building an, our open data portal. Um, but then even just building that bandwidth within the different departments and, and having this be something that doesn't isn't seen as an add-on to a job that they're doing, that it just becomes embedded within their job. 
Um, and then hopefully even at some point adding to that team to have more, you know, kind of boots on the ground who can support mapping work and, and um, other, other data um, analysis in general uh, to, you know, so that Harsha can oversee and that we have some people, um, you know, kind of providing some other levels of expertise. Thank you both for sharing that. Um, that was my next question. You've answered it. You know, I was going to ask, what would other cities doing the same work need to know? And you pretty much hit that on the, um, on the head. But I wanted to know, what else could you tell other cities trying to replicate what you're doing, trying to do something similar? What would you think that they need to look out for, um, pain points that they need to look at, and perhaps other suggestions you might have for them? Naturally, there's always resistance to anything that's new. And like I stated before, the common refrain is like, well, we've never done this before. And you want to stop that type of language. You want to eradicate that attitude. And that's why if you are going to be committed, you got to be all in. You got to be wholly committed to doing this. And you have to bring everybody on board in the same room and tell them this is where we're going to go. And this is how we're going to get there. The data is going to play a major role in the decision-making process and what we do going forward. Data and analytics. Like if I can quickly add, like when we started this project with GovX, we were really mindful about working with our police department and our economic development department because we knew these were the two biggest departments in the city that had like large sets of data as well as forward thinking directors who would be willing to like work and understand the importance of data. So for other cities who are like taking on this work for the very first time, it'll be helpful to think through like who your champions are who can forward this work uh, within each of your departments and also understand even at a basic level, like how, how much data do they have? Like, have they gone through the task of finishing a data inventory? So all, all of those resources that Awardwork Cities provides, uh, Johns Hopkins provides, it'll, it'll be useful for them to like narrow down the scope of the project and work with uh, departments where they can show some initial success and then hopefully it'll leapfrog on that. Thank you for that. Uh, as a recovering city employee, I've spent about a decade between Baltimore City and Washington, D.C. Uh, Mayor Sayed, that speaks to my heart when you talk about resistance, hearing people say, well, Rudy, that's what we've done since before you were born or since before whenever you came along. Could you provide some examples, uh, perhaps the shifts in attitude that you've seen in the last year where you, you know, can compare yourself to now saying, oh, wow, we've kind of made those strides of tweaking those attitudes a little bit. Yeah, getting buy-in. And it does help, and I'm going to allude to what Kathleen said, to have a chief data officer. Right now, you have a specific position within your administration that is solely focused on this subject matter. And so then others who may have that inclination would be more readily acceptable of it. Let me give you an example. We have an outstanding fire chief, and it doesn't take much for him to buy in it's almost like this is something he's been waiting for to use with his men and women in his department. So that always helps. But I, I couldn't emphasize enough the fact that if you're going to take this leap, you're going to need a chief data officer to help guide you along the way. And if I can quickly add, like, uh, 
like just the progress that i am seeing since my two years here and like after our engagement with economic development like they've come back to me and we are we meet on a weekly basis now we are developing like four more additional dashboards one of them is already out public facing around the new construction permits and different wards in the city and like looking at where the commercial construction permits are where the residential construction permits are we are doing a lot of mapping projects for economic development looking into our historic preservation sites and seeing like what's going on there like we are doing a dashboard around tax abatement projects so uh, there has been a shift in the culture like i guess kathleen can also talk a little bit about the work that we are doing with our department of public works Yes, I wanted to jump in because I think uh, Harsha said an, an operative word here, dashboards. I think it's yeah. hard sometimes before um, you see the visualizations of data to really get an understanding of how can this be helpful to my daily life. And I think a lot of departments are starting to see that and to really appreciate the work that he's able to do to, to pull that data together. It's also been very helpful for a lot of our outward facing and holding ourselves accountable, everything from our um, kind of a, a 311, you know, resident complaint uh, portal that we have that we also map out every month. How are we responding to resident complaints um, and really showing that team? Uh, it's an interdisciplinary, cross department team. Um, you know, we need to do a little bit better. Here's some of the areas where we're not responding fast enough to our resident requests. Um, we're, we're using it to, to share information with council, we're using it to share information. Um, with our uh, state partners who um, oversee a lot of the, the work of our, you know, especially on the fiscal side, um, who want to see, okay, what's the effectiveness of some, some hiring decisions versus others, making some employees full-time versus part-time in our recycling division, for example. And I think it, it is something that has really, um, that helps build that buy-in, and then people are all of a sudden calling up Harsha saying, okay, I've got another idea for a dashboard. That's fantastic to hear, um, the sharing, you know, that's something that you don't see quite often in cities. You would assume that it is a part of daily life, but there are departments and agencies when we go into cities or states even that are not even communicating with one another. Um, and this foundational work of what data do we have, what kind of quality are they in, those are just the foundational steps. And I'm so glad to see that you're on your way to improving that even further. But that's all the questions I had for y'all today. Mayor Saye, Kathleen, and Harsha, it truly has been my pleasure discussing this very crucial work with you, work that many cities like yours are doing every day so that quality of life, not just your quality of services, are improved for everyone. I wanted to let you know again what an honor it has been for me since last year. I think it was last summer that I started with Patterson to work with people from your office, um, from the teams um, at the police department and also in Patterson Economic Development. But before I let you go, you mentioned a lot about the strides that you're doing. I'd like to ask you if you could share with our audience where they can learn um, and they can go to learn more about the strides that you're making in Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, we, we do have a website, pattersonnj.gov, and that will provide you with additional information on what we're doing. You can always follow me on Facebook to see any <laughs> updates. We have a Facebook page. The city does. We're always making announcements because we're a very active administration. We put the pandemic behind us. As a matter of fact, we have one of the highest vaccination rates in the state as far as the cities are concerned. So just because we had to put some things on pause doesn't mean we can't move forward. And that's just 
what we're doing right now. And this program helps us with that as well. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, just as an aside, Hush and I stopped talking for a couple of months uh, because you were on pause, focusing on facing this pandemic head on with your uh, vaccination side. So sometimes you just have to do that, but make what makes it work, right? Life gets in the way. Exactly. So again, thank you so much, uh, each of you, for spending some time with us today. I do hope for our listeners um, that this conversation sparks many more in cities across this country on the importance of data-driven decision-making. And to our audience, thank you for listening to this episode of Data Points. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit us at civicimpact.jhu.edu. Until next time.